the Mad Max franchise, the film franchise that kicked off Mel Gibson's career. Whether you may know it or not, here is the full summation of the Mad Max franchise. The Mad Max franchise is officially, as I said before, the film franchise to kick off Mel Gibson's career. It was actually his first role in film as he was a small Australian stage actor who got noticed by the director, George Miller. Now, Mad Max is an Australian film franchise, which started out small, but has grown into something quite big, actually, as far as its fan base goes. So we'll be diving a little deep into the Mad Max franchise. So the first film came out in 1979, entitled Mad Max. It was directed by George Miller, a man who had done a few films before this, but nothing noteworthy. Now, when the film came out, it was a smashing success in Australia. It did pretty well in the box office there, but it was still an Australian film. The fact here is that it did not come out in the U.S. until one or two years later after it had already come out in Australia. And in the U.S., it did okay, but nothing noteworthy. So, George Miller. He did direct all four films currently. Now, the, this film franchise is known for its gritty, hard, post-apocalyptic world in which the electricity of the world has gone down in cities and such. And the main source of currency is fuel, gasoline for cars. And so whoever rules the highways rules the country, basically. So this leads to many violent outcomes on the road. And our main character, Mad Max, played by Mel Gibson, was a former cop in the old world. Uh, there might be a few spoilers, so just to give you a heads up, Mad Max was a former cop. And in this new world, he also tries to be part of a cop coalition, kind of. But something tragic happens and he is transformed into the person known as Mad Max for the rest of the franchise. I will be using IMDb for official stats and uh, things. What I like to do is the ratings. I trust the, the people's opinion on the ratings, which is at imdb.com, and you can submit your vote there to how many stars you like a movie. So the first Mad Max was rated R for very violent reasons, and... It was an hour and a half long, basically, and it has an average of 6.9 stars out of 200,000 reviews, which is okay. Seven stars is okay. Is an okay that's an okay film overall. However, this was a great start to a franchise. So George Miller is thinking, okay, you know, this movie had some success. Let's do a second one. So... Mel Gibson and George Miller came back, and they did Road Warrior. Now, the funny thing about the title of this movie is that it, the original title, and I believe in Australia, was released Mad Max 2, but then I think in the uh, U.S. version, it was released as The Road Warrior, just, just The Road Warrior. Not Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, just The Road Warrior. Anyway, this film 
even though if you may have not heard of it, has actually been considered one of the greatest action films of all time. And the reason for that is the stunts were amped way up, okay? This is where you started getting the iconic stunts in the franchise. Um, you had you started getting the fire. <laughs> Fire's everywhere. If there's one current theme in this franchise, it's fire. There are lots there's lots of fire. And you got more of a cast this time than the first one. The first one um, had, a, had a good cast, I thought. But this one, especially the sidekick for Mad Max, I forgot his name. That character is, is pretty great. <laughs> I, I like that um, sidekick a lot. He's kind of, he's kind of an anti-sidekick where he's helping out, but he's also uh, destroying stuff at the same time. So, there's a great character. We have a few great characters in this movie. And overall, it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, so it came out in 1981. This time, I think it was released around uh, in Australia and then released in the U.S. about the same time. Uh, this one also rated R. Only five, like five minutes longer. So not as an hour and a half again. Yeah, it was It was pretty... There were The deaths might have been just as brutal as the first one because there are violent blood deaths which is why it's rated r but this one has a 7.6 out of 10 stars which is good for second best in the series and i'll get to who is number one so you had the second one which was very good then you come out with mad max beyond thunderdome the third one and released in 1985 and it completed the Mel Gibson Mad Max trilogy. This one did not get as many good reviews as the first or even... Well, yeah, it didn't get very good reviews as the second or even the first one did. It only has a 6.3 rating on IMDb. Yeah, for over 100,000 reviews. And this is the only Mad Max so far to be PG-13. And why is that a problem? Well, it just wasn't... It wasn't gory enough. I, I was what I think for Mad Max fans. It just wasn't gory enough. So what you have is a slightly toned down film, which obviously, as you, if you watch it, you can tell it wasn't as good as the first two, not even the first one. However, what makes this movie great, in my opinion, is that it is one of the quintessential 80s movies. And you'll be wondering... Well, I mean, I might have heard it on the outer fringes of my brain somewhere. But Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, a quintessential 80s movie? How can that be? And especially since you don't look like you've been born in the 80s. And you would be correct. I was born in the 2000s. But I have seen enough 80s movies to know what they look like. Because each era is different. And especially in the 80s, you can tell exactly what kind of film it is. And even though Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome wasn't a very good movie in itself, the kids in that movie, in, in the middle of the movie, were kind of scary, to be honest with you. I, they came out of nowhere. But Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is a quintessential 80s movie because it's corny with famous actors. And it had some had, had a little bit of success, even though it wasn't a good movie. That's kind of an 80s movie, guess I guess right there. But this movie not only starred Mel Gibson, but George Miller's like, hey, we've had good success on the first two films. 
let's bring enough in on a, a famous Australian actress because it's still an Australian franchise, you know, being born and bred in Australia. So they bring in Tina Turner, the famous singer, and <laughs> she she is really funny. She she might not be good in this, but her character and her are kind of funny in this movie, which I will give her props for. It's it's a funny performance for me, for me at least. Uh, and she's kind of an anti, I'll call it an anti-villain, because in the beginning, a, a little bit of a spoiler here. I just want to elaborate on this character, Tina Turner's character in this movie. Her in the beginning, she owns it. She owns a town, okay, like a like a barter town, trading you know for fuel and stuff because fuel is a currency. And she asks Mad Max to get rid of this person who controls a different part of the city as basically like a um like a like a bounty like a bounty hunter kind of. That's kind of what Mad Max is portrayed as in these movies, but deep down in the core, he's not actually. But anyway, she asked him to do this, and then when he finds out it's these people that he's supposed to hunt, well, Thunderdome is an interesting concept itself, but he realizes these people he's hunting, they're not that bad as she makes them out to be, and so he turns on her, and she turns on him, and, well, the conclusion of the movie's weird. The conclusion, I didn't I didn't very, like, much, very much like the conclusion a lot, um... It's literally her letting him live twice now. Yeah, it happened it happened earlier in the movie. And then these weird creepy kids go live off in a city in the sunset and that's that's it. I I mean sure it might be a happy ending but I don't I didn't like it that much. So I didn't It's a weird movie. Like it wasn't good, but it's it's enjoyable. So there were the those first three movies from 1979 to 1985 were the Mel Gibson Mad Max, and then nothing was heard from for 30 years until 2015 when they came out with Mad Max Fury Road, still directed by the same guy George Miller, who after Mad Max became the director of you guessed it Happy Feet, and also was the producer for Babe and Babe 2, and also the director of Babe 2, but those are kind of useless facts by now. So, he comes out with Fury Road in 2015, and you're wondering, why is he doing this 30 years later, and you can't do this with Mel Gibson, right? He's Mel Gibson's old, and plus, he's directing movies. Mel Gibson has been directing movies the past, you know, 15 years, and at the time Fury Road was made, uh, he was directing the excellent film Hacksaw Ridge. So you're like, okay, so Mad Max isn't Mel Gibson. So who's it going to be? Well, George Miller has Tom Hardy, who is not an Australian. He is English, which is kind of weird. So it, it turns the franchise around from... The franchise was evolving. It started out as this low-budget Australian film. And then it started growing international. It was still Australian. But then in Fury Road, he hit the top at international level. International fame. And Fury Road is one of the best action movies to come out of Hollywood in the last 20 years. Period. It is one of the best, like, purely adventure action films out there. 
Now, Tom Hardy replacing Mel Gibson, he tr- uh, George Miller had the character of Mad Max still retain his characteristics. Um, so Tom Hardy, it didn't feel, of course, it felt different than uh, Mel Gibson. But it, I still thought it was a good performance by Tom Hardy. Kind of made it his own, kind of didn't. And it's what you it's what you need uh, if you're going to be playing somebody else's character who did it before you. And I thought Tom Hardy did, did a good job. This time, though, this movie was even wilder than the second one. The third one tried to be over, uh, beyond Thunderdome, tried to be too over the top, and it didn't succeed. Fury Road did that exactly. There were even more insane stunts. There were even more stunts, more fire, rock and roll. Okay, you, you had a you had a fire breathing guitar blind guy. Okay, on a truck. Okay, imagine that. And you had the you he brought back the essential elements, I believe, of the second one. Obviously, being modern cinematography, the the landscapes were really clear. And this time, he introduced he tried to introduce it in the third one. But a strong, but this time he introduced a strong female character named Furiosa, who kind of became Mad Max's sidekick, but not like the guy in the second one. Furiosa's more independent, been through some things type character. Now, is she an annoying strong female character? I didn't think so. I thought she played her role in the movie perfectly well. Because it, it was a weird dynamic, though, because it... On the face of it, it looked like Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron, by the way. It looked like her character was the hero of the story. But if, if you look closer, it was really Mad Max. And that's what matters, because this is the Mad Max franchise. So when this fifth movie came out, it was a, it was a huge success, especially in the U.S. And people and the fan base grew. And people are looking back at those 80s films and running, huh. Like, how did those escape us? There there were those films, those four films. And then at the time right now, 2022, this is, it's been seven years since the last Mad Max came out. And you're wondering, what's happening with the franchise? Well, I have I news for you. <laughs> George Miller, even though he's really old, I believe he's in his 80s or 90s, Something, something with the directors being really old and still doing movies. I don't know what it is. But George Miller is coming out with a backstory for Furiosa. And this was planned during the 2015 film. But this time, Charlie Theron's a little older. So they're going to um, cast Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa this time. This is what it seems to be planned like. And... Um, this is supposed to be called uh, Mad Max The Wasteland. And this is supposed to come out in 2024. And it's also supposed to star Chris Hemsworth in it. So, Oh, and also the funny thing about this franchise is that um, it also has an obsession with um, strong, ripped Australian half-naked men. You know? And I, I think Chris Hemsworth would fill the bill. You know, it would be a crime if Chris Hemsworth was not in a Mad Max film. So I'm glad they're doing good job, George Miller. Good job. Now, and then you're wondering, so there's not going to be an actual official like Mad Max thing because they're going to exclude Tom Hardy, right? And you'd probably be right. I think this movie 
is going to exclude him. However, in his contract details, he is set for a three-movie deal for Mad Max. Listen to that. A three-movie deal. So we have two more, at least, well, should have two more movies of Mad Max. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to find out what they are. As I think as long as George Miller's the director, uh, I think they'll go in a pretty good direction. So there you have it. That is the Mad Max franchise, the franchise that kicked off Mel Gibson's career into stardom. Even though it was a small start, it was still a start. So I thank you very much for listening. Have a good day and Godspeed.